All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, here uh, with another podcast, the Dispensary Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Kwan, uh, the founder of Cannabis Marketing, the number one digital marketing uh, agency for cannabis dispensaries. And I'm here with Jerry from Standard Insights. So just wanted to say thank you and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Brandon, thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. No worries. No worries. So, you know, let's just hop right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got things going, how you got into the space. Yeah, Brandon. So uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm an older guy than maybe your audience or past podcast podcast guests. I've had over 25 plus years in uh, sales and marketing experience. About 10 years ago, I left the corporate world and started my own business, helping software companies with sales and uh, marketing initiatives. Had some awesome clients uh, along the way. And then, um, as they say in life, you learn from one of your failures. And one of my clients, it was uh, another AI and machine learning company. And that client failed. It was an utter bust. But what I learned from there is, you know, a couple things is that there's a, there was going to be a huge potential in the AI space. And number two, doesn't matter what software that people are using or software that you're trying to sell, people want a good user experience. And with that, I mean, something that's, uh, you know, easy to use. So as this um, company was imploding through the serendipitous events, I met my future co-founder. He was, I, I live here in Atlanta. So my future co-founder was visiting from India here in Atlanta. He used to live in Atlanta and he used to work as a technical architect for General Electric, right? A fortune mm-hmm. 50 company. So we met through mutual friends having a few beers, and he pitched me this idea of a, a, a prototype head of an AI uh, platform that could help businesses, doesn't matter what vertical, drive repeat buyers. So this was going back three and a half, four years ago. I took that concept, flew from Atlanta to Denver in the outdoor, uh, and went to the outdoor retail show. And a week later, when I returned to Atlanta, uh, had two uh, beta clients. And from there, uh, Standard Insights was formed. So was this uh, essentially phase one of Standard Insights? How has that kind of evolved from what you did, you know, I guess four years ago to kind of what you're doing? Yeah, now? so I guess it was phase one. As you may know, a lot of these startups just happen. Uh, the impetus of these startups maybe mm. just happened in a casual conversation, maybe over uh, over beers. And initially it was just, we drew up plans on a cocktail napkin, <laughs> if you will. And it just kind of evolved from there as we, yeah. as we grew and, and morphed. And then one of those verticals that we morphed into is in the cannabis space. Nice, nice. So tell us a little bit how exactly the software works. Obviously, you want to drive repeat customers. That's where the value add is for, for, for your clients. Um, but how exactly does it work? Like, what's the process behind it? So we, our goal is to, or our mission, if you will, is we leverage businesses' first-party data help them weaponize that to help them drive growth. And where do you get your first party data that could come from a handful of places, but typically from your e-commerce platform mm-hmm. or your point of sale uh, platform. So with dispensaries, it is coming from their point of sale platform. So we pull data via an, a- an API, you know, run it through our AI engine, our software, and then it spits out the recommendations from there. So for the most part, is it just the recommendations end or do you have a nice little data set on the back end where now dispensary owners can then make actionable decisions based on, I guess, the recommendations that your AI has? 
Yeah, it's, uh, we got a data set, and then mm -hmm. now you can execute under his recommendations. So what we can do is we pull the data, and we, in essence, can do four things. So we can take a look at the um, you know, potential profitability yep. of a dispensary's customers. We can predict on a macro level if uh, the dispenser has the data based on what someone's likely to buy on a macro level and based on geographic, demographic, psychographic, or behavior characteristics. Uh, number three, we can predict on a micro level what each person's likely to buy. So you and I could be a customer of a particular dispensary mm -hmm. and based on our past behavior patterns, buying patterns compared to other people like us, you and I could be predicted to buy different things. So it's just similar to what you're seeing with Amazon and their product recommendations and Netflix uh, with their movie recommendations. Mm -hmm. Or now we can also do uh, inventory level predictions. So we can predict how much of these uh, CBD hemp drops here will sell, how much of it will sell in a given uh, day, week, or month. So now mm -hmm. we take all that information. It's in a pretty little dashboard, but we go beyond pretty dashboards. Now we can enable you to execute truly data-driven omni-channel campaign. So mm -hmm. email, text, or social media. So you and I, we're getting a relevant text based on products that we're likely to buy instead of mass uh, blasting a product that you or I may not have interest in. Okay. Now, so I have a few things to unpack and I just want to make it as simple for whoever's going to uh, end up listening to this. So sure. in terms of kind of the, the benefits, you know, I guess of, of what you guys do, you have the profitability aspect, the analysis of the demographics, past behavior patterns, and then the inventory level uh, prediction. Is that kind of yes. yeah. the, the overarching 30,000 foot kind of view, yeah. of what you guys do. And yes. then on that, we can then use that for email, text, social media, or, or, you know, kind of whatever that is. Right. Correct. So in terms of the, the, the data set, right? Like how much data do these dispensary owners need to, to, to really use? Because just like any analysis, the larger the sample size is the kind of better and more accurate, you know, decisions can be made moving forward. Typically how, I don't know if it's a, how long do they need to be using your software for, or how many transactions, like what does that look like for the dispensary owner? Yeah, that's a very, that's a very good uh, question, Brandon. Mm -hmm. So obviously the more established dispensaries that have larger amount of data sets, they'll do better, you know, with the predictions, um, you know, ideally just bare bones when uh, you're first coming in or you're a brand new dispensary, you know, ideally, you know, minimal, maybe a thousand, uh, you know, purchase orders, sure. maybe okay. about a hundred plus customers just to start. Yeah. But mind you, just because you're that young dispensary and then versus someone that's more established at five plus years old, that, older dispensary is going to have more efficacy with the predictions, right? So mm -hmm. we always say between 30 and 70% accuracy rate, maybe for the younger dispensary, it's going to be 30%, but for the more established one, it'll be, uh, you know, closer to 70, but the good thing with AI, it gets smarter over time. Yeah. So if that younger dispensary, okay, you could argue that, Hey, it only has 30% efficacy rate today, but over time, as they get more and more customers and go through emotions, that efficacy rate will continue to improve and grow. That's the beauty of AI. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, right. you're absolutely right. A lot of uh, the, the owners, the dispensary owners that, that I speak with, or even that I'm working with, they own multiple locations, 
right? And, and one of the, the prediction factors uh, in terms of the data leverage that you can use is demographics, right? So right. typically when people, let's just say I have five different dispensaries distributed in different cities, right? Obviously, well, maybe not obvious. The demographics may or may not be different, right? So, you know, I'm a dispensary owner. I have, let's say, one shop that I've opened up for three years. It's super, super successful. And then I, in succession, I'm going to open up two, three, four, five, right? Do you recommend to use your pre-existing data for location one for the rest of the locations, or should I generate a new sample size or a new data set for the, for the updated information I may get from these different cities? So both, right? So initially, if you're, you're, you have a successful dispensary, dispensary number one, yeah, that's doing well. You got a robust data set, but you're opening up dispensary two, three, four, and five. Sure. You can do both in parallel. So now you can take the data set from one, mm. apply it to the new, newer dispensaries, number two, three, four, and five. But as those dispensaries get new, new customers, right? So you're taking that data, existing buyer data, and kind of combining it with the with the uh, from dispensary number one, and over time that those two data sets are going to merge, and mm-hmm. then now as those dispensaries grow, dispensary two, three, and four, and five now we're going to have their own identity. Okay, nice, nice. And uh, one of the things that you know kind of piqued my interest is that whole email, text, social media stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, from my knowledge, a lot of the softwares um, and companies that kind of do that stuff is more so, hey, let's just regularly put out a blast every two weeks for these latest drops or whatever it is, right? There's not necessarily any targeted thing on a per customer basis. So it's what you're saying, we can then curate specific messages for the people that want, um, well, well, they don't know that they want, but based, right. on, but based on your data, um, they yeah. know what, what we know what we can target for them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because marketing dollars, especially in today's day and age with labor shortages and inflation, you know, marketing dollars are too precious to waste. Yeah. Right. And to your point, you want to be highly, uh, you know, curated because Mm -hmm. if you're highly curated, that's going to improve the customer experience and help drive growth for that dispensary. So to your point, instead of sending a mass blast, so I think, well, I mean, we're, we're definitely in, uh, you know, different age groups, right? I'm yeah. north of 50, and uh, when I use uh, uh, cannabis, it'll be to help me sleep. Mm-hmm. Help me get a good night's sleep, you know, seven to eight hours. That's what I use it for, right? Yeah. Maybe someone in their 20s, maybe using cannabis for a different uh, reason, maybe uh, to, to get high or, you know, get the creative juices flowing. Yeah. So if I, we're, we're both going to the same dispensary, and that dispenser owner or that dispenser marketing manager sends me an email. Hey, try this pre-roll to help you get high. I'm going to be turned off because yeah. right? that customer doesn't know me. And in essence, what we're helping the dispensaries owners do is to know their customers better than they know themselves. Yeah. And we can, when you can encapsulate that and translate that through marketing campaigns, could be email or text, that customer will be a greater chance of them being a repeat buyer for that specific dispensary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I mean, I think that's a perfect way because like, I think a lot of times, you know, in the marketing space, it's like, it's a very much shotgun approach, right? It's like, hey, let's just blast out a newsletter to my list of 5,000 people. 
Um, but I talk to dispensary owners about this all the time about like, it's not just about, you know, doing the actions the first thing, but doing it better is, is the second action, right? And how can you, how can you further improve conversions, whether it's via email or whether it's via text? And I think you guys yeah. have a really awesome way that you can essentially curate that, that, that message for, for everyone. And you made, you made a good point, right? The shotgun. I mean, uh, we've come too far in today's, you know, marketing environment just mm-hmm. to rely on the shotgun approach. Yeah, yeah. So one of the main things, and we spoke about this when, when we first spoke, you know, however many months ago, and I think the yeah. biggest obstacle was that to get like your software, to get standard insights integrated with companies that already have whatever POS or backend loyalty system, or, you know, it was very, very difficult, right? Um, but you told me about your integration with FlowHub, which I thought was really, really awesome. So yeah. tell me about kind of how that started and how that works with FlowHub and how you guys integrate with each other. Yeah, so we partnered with FlowHub, uh, you know, a few months back. So now our API can connect with theirs. So now if you're a dispensary that's using FlowHub, we can take your data from there mm-hmm. and um, run it through our, um, you know, AI engine. Um, so that's pretty much how it works, right? Which when we spoke, I think it was nearly a year ago, yeah. we didn't have that. Yes. And then um, as we speak, though, it hasn't been uh, made public. We just signed some agreements with a couple other point of sale companies nice. uh, in the cannabis space. And not only point of sale companies, but we're in discussions, knock on wood, with a last mile delivery company. Now they work in a bunch of, vari- bunch of different verticals. Sure. But cannabis is one of them. So now we're going to help them predict or their clients predict what type of products will sell in a given uh, geolocation. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, we're doing stuff with FlowHub and soon to be with other point of sale systems. But we're also um, incorporating with other uh, uh, tech platforms. And one of them coming down the road will be uh, a last mile delivery company. Oh, that's 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 super super exciting stuff. When can we expect uh, the delivery? Um, I guess partnership for you guys coming up in the future. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. I mean, I'll text you or uh, uh, drop you an email <laughs> the, <laughs> once we get to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll have, have a separate episode, there. and you can talk about you know all the stuff that 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 goes around that. How has um how has the I guess the uptick and you know when you integrated with FlowHub? How has that kind of changed? has that changed what you guys are doing or is it just as simple as you do something flow hubs like, Hey, I love what you're doing. And you know, let's move forward. Or did you do anything different to integrate with them? No, it just, Hey, I mean, they were looking at other analytics partners to build sure. up their, uh, your, their analytic tech stack. And um, I think with us, there's six or, you know, five, five others. And then we, we came on six relatively, relatively recently. Mm-hmm. And yes, I mean, I mean, there are other analytics platforms out there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide that from you. Yeah. But where we differ is we can make the the predictive recommendations. Okay. And even the others can make the predictive recommendations. We can help you not only run or uh, you can execute data driven campaigns from our platform, mm-hmm. but we also have a managed service component that'll help you create and run those campaigns, mm-hmm. uh, namely because. I'm assuming just like in the States and in Canada as well, most dispensaries are short staffed yeah. and suffering from a labor shortage. Yeah. Yeah. So now we can, in one complete package, not only can we provide you with 
the data to make help you make smart decisions, we can actually create and execute these campaigns for you. So you, mm -hmm. as a dispenser owner who's short staffed, um, you know, you have, you know, you're busy doing other things and we can help you with that component. Okay. So I think that's, I think that's super valuable. What you touched on is the, you know, the, the standard dispensary owner, you know, whether they own a lot of stores and they're short staffed across the board, or it's a mom and pop and, you know, the one person kind of wants to get out, walk me through how exactly, you know, you guys can help out, you know, uh, in, in this specific manner for, for this labor shortage. So, yeah, basically we would do all the work, all the heavy lifting for them. Once they sign the agreement and we get the API, uh, their data access, we take care of everything behind the scenes. So you, Brandon, if you're a dispensary owner, you're not sitting behind your computer at nine o'clock in the morning as the dispensary opens yes. and trying to figure out a piece of software sure. and then running campaigns yes. uh, you know, with it. So we take, we take that for you. So you, you can think of us as your, as your data arm, as your smart marketing arm. And maybe now we meet with you, you know, once a week, uh, maybe on Monday or Tuesday mornings for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. Hey, Brandon, this is what we came up with. What do you think? You give us the go ahead and then we'll execute those campaigns for you. And the campaigns are the SMS email campaigns yes, or the is SMS, it? The, the, e -mar the marketing, uh, yeah, the marketing emails, mm -hmm. but they're, they're smart campaigns, they're smart emails. So now it's going beyond just, uh, you know, mass blast, uh, you know, if you will. So you and I, if we were on a dispenser email list yes. we could, or text list, we could get recommended different products. Yes. Yes. So one of the main concerns or the, not, not even a concern, it was, it was a problem with at least some of the, the owners that I spoke to was that the, the loyalty aspect of getting people to download an app or, you know, kind of go into this points wallet to, you know, it, it's a very cumbersome process, right. Yeah. To, to line up, me as a customer, let's say if customer one with customer one's purchases down the line, right. Without right. having to, you know, continually ask someone or again, download an app or have a specific wallet or something like that. So how does, how do you sync up with the customer data that's making the purchases? You would then integrate with the existing POS of whatever customer, get that data right. and then yep. be able to push it towards whoever you need to. And you don't need any additional access. You don't need yep. the yep. customer to do anything more. Right. Nope. Just as long as we get the data firsthand, Mm -hmm. and we get API keys and that's that, then yeah, the customer, I mean, it's not app based. We know uh, people have too many apps in their phone and mm -hmm. it's just a pain to download. Yeah. So yeah, it just matter getting uh, data the first time. Sure. And, and that's that. And then you get a login. Our, our software system is a, is a, uh, it's a SaaS platform, right? So just yes. a monthly, monthly fee, yeah. uh, you know, to that. This this sounds like some pretty some pretty pretty cool stuff that you guys yeah, have going thanks. on. I mean, it's it sounds awesome. The 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 evolution of I think a lot of businesses, whether it's SaaS, whether it's a brick and mortar, whether it's kind of an agency style. You know, I'm just super interested in kind of like how how these businesses grow and stuff like that, which is you know really really interesting. So, I guess on that topic, what's coming down the pipeline for for you guys like? in the future. Um, do you yeah, have any kind of big projects, big milestones that, that you're looking towards? Yeah. So we have our, mo our main AI platform, right? Uh, Smart Choice AI mm -hmm. that makes those recommendations. Uh, coming down to Pike, we're going to launch our own email platform uh, called Quick Reach. Okay. Okay. Right? And then, though this is not our, uh, our main product, 
Um, it can be used as a, you know, ordering app, not an ordering app. It's an ordering uh, site, uh, you know, if you will. So now, and yes, there are other tons of ordering platforms in the Canada space. Mm -hmm. But what makes us different is using the uh, AI, you know, AI recommendations. So yeah. once you log in, after we've established some sort of behavior pattern from either Brandon or Jerry, now when you log in, it's going to make recommendations on what you're likely to buy. Uh, interesting. And then, um, you know, a couple other things. Um, you know, some cannabis companies we, we talk to, it's not really our, you know, our forte, but they need may need help with, say, software development. We sure. can help them with that. Sure. In, uh, in what aspect? How, like, for, for what exactly? Yeah, just for anything that that may they may need. So if they wanted to, maybe a specific app uh, develop or some software ah, okay. that they um, now we've opened up a, a dev arm. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're so, just kind of using your existing resources for. Yep, exactly. So you've got a dispensary or something, they need help with some, some dev work. We can help out with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Maybe they want to create a, a, an ordering platform yeah. specific to them. Um, you know, in fact, that's what we're doing for a delivery company, cannabis delivery company right now. We're in the process. We're helping them create an, an AI driven ordering platform. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I think we'll have a lot of content for another podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays you mentioned this and yeah, I mean, people are kind of, you know, Hey, buy our software, buy our, you know, use my consulting services yes. to help you drive sales. But, you know, we're no different, but it's really not about driving sales, mm -hmm. but for a particular dispensary, but, you know, what could you lose? Because AI is becoming ubiquitous. Yeah. Nowadays, it's, it's becoming democratized and it happens behind the scenes. It's yeah. almost insidious, insidious, if you will, that you don't know what's happening. Yeah. But when you're getting an email or text, Brandon and Jerry gets a text, but it's really a text on what we like. Oh, Hey, it's just a text message, right? Well, yeah. No, no big deal, but it's a product that we like. Yeah. Maybe it's like the CBD to help me go to sleep. That rings a bell right now. It's yeah. like, okay, they, they get me, they know who I am and you're likely to, um, you know, buy again from that dispensary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really getting into, uh, you know, we discussed this earlier, helping that dispensary owner, know their customers better than yeah. they know themselves. Yeah. So yeah. You know, it starts with improving the user experience, preventing customer indecision and telling them what to do next. So if you can get this and master it, and it takes time, this, just because you buy the software today doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. Then you can expect to see improved sales, yeah. increase average order value and reducing customer churn. Yeah. It, it's the overall boost of the business. It's not, you know, yeah. sure. Getting sales is really, really good, but like you need to know what products you need to buy in the future, right? You know, there's a whole bunch of different strains and LPs yep. and genetics and all these different, uh, like, how do I know which one like my customers want? Right. Um, you but with your data, it really helps. Knowing what products to buy. Yes. In the future, if you're a dispenser, right. Okay. That doesn't necessarily translate to increased sales, but you can, if you can better, uh, um, handle your inventory. Oh yeah, that's driving inventory inventory costs down. So oh, yeah, yeah, sales are important. It's driving, you know, top line growth. 
What about, what about bottom line growth? Knowing what products to buy or what's predicted to sell for your dispensary. So if it's a particular cherry edible, it's not selling and it's just taking up shelf space. Yeah. It's costing me money carrying that product when it's not selling. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next, yeah. No, I was just going to say that it, it exponentially grows too, because we're talking about how a lot of owners, their goal is to open up more stores with either the aim to just become like city famous, as I would call it, right? They have their five dispensaries or whatever it is, or they, they grow enough to be acquired by one of the, the, the bigger guys that just want to eat up everyone else, right? Um, right. But as you get more data to do different things, that data then becomes valuable towards whatever the owner's end goal is. If they want to open up more stores, they know what they need to do, right? If they want to sell, they now have this data that's super valuable for people that's going to come and buy, right? Yeah, and I think that's a, also another benefit. Yeah, you made it. Two very, very important points. So number one, if you're a dispensary and you just want to be a dispensary that, you know, grows with other mm. more dispensaries, that, that can help you grow. Yeah. Two, on the other hand, if you're a small, you know, mom and pop dispensary that wants to get acquired, because we know that's happening now in the cannabis, uh, cannabis space, mm-hmm. you're going to look better for acquisition if you yes. have your data in alignment. So whether yes. you want to grow more, buy, grow more dispensaries or get ready to get bought out, mm-hmm. being data driven and getting your data house in order will help you in, in both aspects. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. So we're messing with a lot of data. Um, with all this whole Facebook privacy, Apple iOS 14 privacy stuff going on, um, you know, you guys, I'm assuming, don't own the data. It's, it's, it's all the customers, or do you plan on leveraging this data for something in the future? Like, what does the data itself, like, what is it used for on your end? So the customer owns the data. I mean, obviously we're, we're running it and we're analyzing it, yeah. but you, uh, I guess I know what you're asking. No, we're not selling your data, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the, the customer owns the data and, and that's the beauty of it. Cause if you take a look at these other platforms, whether it's Facebook, Amazon, you know, Uber Eats or some of these other ordering platforms for cannabis, they own the data here. You own the, you as a dispenser owner or the, cannabis delivery company, whatever it may be, you own your data. Mm-hmm. However, and you have access to it any point in time. Mm-hmm. However, uh, joking, not joking, if you don't pay your SaaS bill, yes, yeah, you're, you're not going to see that data. But if you Anymore. keep on paying us, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's your data and no whatever problem. you want, yeah, to, you know, to do with it. But yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's important, right? That customer, that dispensary gets to keep and owns their data. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, I think that's what a lot of people want to hear. So it's, it's really, really good that you, that you guys do that. Um, So now we can, you know, kind of segue into some of the articles you wrote. So I think one of, uh, one of the two, the first one was about, you know, mitigating wage inflation with AI. And I know you touched on that with, you know, kind of how we can help out the dispensary owners essentially multiply their time, right? Be a bit more productive, you know, with what's going on, but if you want to touch on, you know, I guess kind of that article that you did, uh, you know, did you have any additional points on, yeah, so, you know, on that main topic? You know, last two years, whether it's in the U.S., Canada, and around the world, there's a labor shortage, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's in restaurants or even in, 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 the, in, the, in the, you know, software development world or in cannabis, there's a labor shortage. So as I talked about in the, in the article, say you're a dispenser owner, 
and you've got a 10-person dispensary uh, mm -hmm. staffed with uh, 10 people. Three leaves, so now you're down to seven. Mm -hmm. And um, you're hiring. Everyone's getting paid 15 bucks an hour. But the people that you know want to come on board, the three, they want to get paid 20 bucks an hour, right? Yeah. So you bring you hire three people on board. They're all getting paid 20 bucks an hour. But what about the other seven? They're going to be mad because they're they're you know they're only getting paid fifteen dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. Now, to order for them to stay, you got to amp up the, the fifteen to twenty. That's a thirty three percent increase in wages. Which, last I checked, uh, dispenser owners you know can't afford that. You know, average profit profit margin for dispensary is fifteen percent. Mm -hmm. um, with dispensaries, they're not raising their prices like other. Uh, like other verticals mm -hmm. and um, so how are you going to you know you can't pull money and profit out of thin air so what you know what's left it's implementing uh, technologies particularly with AI so mm -hmm. if you have a an ordering platform or a kiosk that's AI driven now it's recommending products based on it's as if you had a bud tender there next to you helping you pick out products right now with ai it can learn from past behavior so maybe instead of hiring you know 10 people maybe you only need five and of those five people that are left you can pay them the 20 bucks an hour mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead of having 10 people on staff getting paid 20 bucks an hour you may only need five getting yeah. paid 20 bucks an hour you know with the technologies and you may save like 30 percent and labor costs. So that's yeah. how, you know, we feel that with having an AI driven technology can help, um, you know, mitigate wage inflation. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point about, you know, being able to, I guess, you know, pay the standard wage for a lot of these bud tenders, and then also having a software that allows them to do a better job. Because me doing my marketing research and stuff like that. If you look at Google reviews, and I, I don't think this is just in the cannabis space, like I think in restaurants and any service-based business, if you look at the reviews, the majority of the reviews are like, you know, John really helped me out with these recommendations. You know, you know, I went home, whatever, smoked it and had it, you know, it was great, right? Or, you know, kind of Amy remembered it was my birthday and gave me this really cool thing. It's just customer service facing things. Right. But by having a good software that allows you to, you know, uh, give better recommendations, right? But then also paying bud tenders to also be better, right? I think overall, it would be a boost to the business, not even including that, you know, reducing or eliminating that 33% increase on, on total wages for everyone. And then also not being better customer service people uh, either. Even if John is being paid 20 bucks an hour, mm -hmm. even if John's the best customer, has good customer service skills, can John really, theoretically remember, products to recommend Brandon mm -hmm. when there are over five to 600 products, maybe in that dispensary, yep. maybe that dispensary has eight to 10,000 customers and maybe 50,000 purchase orders. Mm -hmm. You could pay John a hundred bucks an hour. I don't know if he'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where the AI driven exactly. uh, can come in. It's a, it's a tool. It's a tool that helps, helps them out too. Right. And I, yeah. and I, again, I think that's super, super important. Um, and then I, I guess the second article was about leveraging AI itself, right? You know, how yeah. can dispensary owners leverage AI, the data itself so that, you know, they can do a better job, whatever, get more sales and any of these things. So 
you know, touch on a little bit of what you wrote about in, in that article as well. It's basically asking to write questions. I wrote in the article, so this was after MJ Biz. Mm. I visited two dispensaries in Las Vegas. And these dispensaries were just probably a couple miles, you know, apart. And they, they didn't ask questions. Yes, they have my name and phone number. But, you know, when I went to the, the counter to, to check out, they didn't really do anything. They didn't try to upsell me. I mean, they were polite, but they didn't, they didn't do any more fact finding. And I yeah. was giving them the opportunity to do more, more fact finding because who knows? Yeah. I don't live in Las Vegas, but I visit there maybe two, three times, uh, two, three times a year. Right. And um, they didn't do any fact finding. So those two dispensaries potentially could have lost out on a potential re on repeat uh, business. So, it's about doing the right thing. And even though two dispensaries are just a few miles apart, that dispensary who's going to do the right thing will win that repeat business than the other one who doesn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a, that's another big thing. We're just kind of circling around to all the things that I tell, you know, I tell my clients and like the, 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 how loyalty and not necessarily loyalty, but getting those customers coming back as repeat customers is super, super important because it's not just that like one time sale of, I don't know, they buy 50 to $60 worth of products. Right. But it's how do we get that customer coming back over and over again? And, you know, one of the case studies that I read up on is about Starbucks. And I, mean, I say this all the time now, but it's like uh, Starbucks lifetime value of their customers, $14,000, right? Like one customer spends $14,000 and that's a lot of coffee, right? It's a lot of coffee for, I don't know, between two and $20 cup of coffee, right? So I think what you guys are doing to help extend the lifetime value for customers is also a very, very important thing as well. So business typically want two things, new business and repeat business. So right. to your point with a Starbucks analogy, our, our software focus on the latter. I mean, if you go to our website, is helping buyers drive repeat yep. business using AI. Yep. So with that being said, you know, I could shout from the rooftops all day long about driving repeat business. Maybe it falls in deaf ears, yeah. maybe it doesn't. But if you, look, <laughs> if you Google a study put out by Bain that um, just a 5% improvement in repeat business can help drive profitability between 25 to 95%. So, you know, don't believe me. Maybe people don't believe you. That doesn't matter. But there are studies out there that show the validity of driving repeat business could have help uh, add, you know, help you drive growth. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing any other, you know, aside from yourself, I, I did the podcast with the conversational AI live chatbot, you know, um, that, that, that you took a look at. Are there any other players in this space, competitors or not, that you're like, hey, what they're doing is really, really cool that you want to keep an eye on? You know, how is this industry kind of evolving? So, uh, yeah, that's a good question. So even if you look at, if you look at Flowhub and we're part of their analytics tech stack, or if you look at mm -hmm. the, uh, we're part of the uh, Canatech ecosystem, a lot of those folks mentioned before us were the, I guess, early adopters or the first wave of analytics platforms mm -hmm. cannabis. Mm -hmm. And mind you, cannabis is a relatively new industry. AI is a relatively new industry. Yep. So it's uh, with relatively new software and equipment. It's not like restaurants that have been around for hundreds of years and they're using 
uh, NCR. NCR is a company that's been around for a long, long time. So all these companies that you see in the uh, Canatech ecosystem space are relatively new, maybe mm-hmm. going back five, six years, you know, at the oldest, uh, from, you know, at the oldest, right? So we're coming in, if you want to argue, you know, the second wave. So we've been studying the, those other guys. We've come from passing, uh, you know, other verticals and are implementing our business knowledge into the, uh, into the cannabis space. Would you say it's a good idea to get into the space? You know, as I guess, I wouldn't say you guys are exactly a startup, but in terms of cannabis specific, maybe, maybe right? Um, as everything's relatively recent, right? Based on what you're seeing, are you seeing a lot of competition that's also doing it well? Or are you just seeing people that, hey, we can do it just because we can do it kind of thing? I don't know, probably a little bit of, you know, a little bit of both. Um, don't really spend a lot of my day analyzing, uh, you know, competitors. Otherwise, okay. you know, would not be able to get my my job done. But just on yes. a high level, yeah. I do take a look at what uh, others are doing, you know, just a few seconds, maybe scanning, you know, scanning their website. Yes. Um, but for us, I mean, not only do we bring in the the technology piece, but we bring in the execution piece. And then not only that, we bring in the managed services sure. to help that person create and execute and run those campaigns, you know, for them. Because as we discussed earlier, these owners are busy and they don't, Brandon doesn't have time to be spending, you know, hours on end trying to figure out a piece of software and, and launch campaigns when he could be doing hundred, you know, hundred other tasks as a, as a dispenser manager and dispenser owner. Yeah. Yeah, I got to keep the blindfolds on. If you're spending most of your day just kind of looking at what everyone else is doing, then, you know, they're, they're eventually going to catch up to you or, you know, kind of, you know, I, I'm complete agreement on that. So now that I know that you're spending most of your time working on the stuff that you're working on, you know, what are some of uh, the biggest challenges that you faced uh, kind of growing standard insights? Yeah, so, you know, weirdly, you know, last two years, you know, everyone's coming out of the, the this, you know, uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. But um, it's scaling and then, uh, and then hiring people, right? Because it all, you know, two, two and a half years ago, if I told you, hey, I'm, I have an AI company or uh, co-founding an AI company, uh, they probably would have told me to pound sand and will <laughs> um, take my job away. Yeah. But now two years later, two and a half years later, I mean, the world not only the U.S. and Canada, I mean, they, they're experiencing a massive, massive labor shortage right. and massive in, inflation. And how are you going to, you know, counteract that? Well, you're going to have to have technology help you out. Yeah. So since then, um, you know, you know, it's a, been a slow trajectory, but now our company is like, you know, like growing like, like that. What, so what's the game plan? What's the game plan to help you scale up better, to help you hire more? I so mean- we're, 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 we're hiring um, both on the sales side, you know, marketing side, and then in, on the tech side uh, in, in India. But yeah, continuing to not only generate, you know, direct sales, but form, uh, you know, partnerships, like with guys like you, with folks like FlowHub, mm-hmm. other point of sale companies, delivery companies, anyone that could help their customers drive growth through, uh, through technology or AI driven technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm just super, super curious about this. Like, I know that you guys work in different verticals and stuff like that in different industries is your product offering 
generally the same across the board or like if they are different, do you plan on taking some, some learnings from industry A and taking it to the cannabis space or cannabis space to, to, to I, this is kind of off topic, but I'm just curious for myself. Yeah, what so there, there's a little bit of um, cross-pollination, if you will, but, you know, it's 80%, 85% the same across the board. Sure. The principles, the basic fundamental principles that will help you drive growth in cannabis, mm-hmm. you know, in, in restaurants, in e-commerce retail are fundamentally the same. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of adjustment, yeah. uh, you know, the last 10 or 15%, but yeah, there's a little bit of cross-pollination, mm-hmm. uh, you know, amongst the different verticals, amongst different industries, yeah. but generally what helps you be successful in one industry is the same thing that's going to make you successful in the cannabis industry. Right. Yeah. There are, there are a lot of analogies. I use a restaurant example all the time, right? It's like, yeah. How do people find restaurants? Go to Google, look at the reviews, <laughs> go into the restaurant. Right. And then they would use, ideally, they would then use your software to, on that retargeting end and, you know, to kind yeah. of do that. Yeah, like for restaurants, right? They find you in Google, they may find you in Uber Eats, right? But while, you know, Uber Eats or your restaurant was helped, you know, you got found by Uber Eats. Now, once you walk into that restaurant, it's your job as that restaurant owner to get more Brandon's information, to get more of Jerry's information. So now they're ordering from you as a repeat guest, repeat yes. buyer than they are from Uber Eats or mm-hmm. someone, someplace else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, you know, you're going to keep more of your property because those guys and other ordering platforms, you know, take a big chunk of um, one's profits. Now, what would you say would be kind of like the 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 eighty twenty of the data that you provide to these dispensary owners? Because you know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of ways we can, you know, kind of skin a cat, right? You can, you know, make more sales. You can get more current customers coming in. You can reduce the payroll. Like, what is the 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 most common use case scenario for a lot of these dispensary owners? If you if you have that information, like, you know, what is the most what I'm trying to get at is that like you, you guys offer a lot of things, right? And in terms of the data that's being being given, there's also a lot of data. But what aspect of the data that you provide do you find being the most valuable for the dispensary owners? I would probably have to say uh, everything that we offer, probably the personalized recommendations. Okay. Right. And I think that seems to be the most favorite uh, one of all because you can log on to our platform and click on Brandon and Jerry's names. Yeah. And based on their buying patterns, both those guys can be predicted to buy different things. Mm. And that's probably the, you know, the best one. And not only that, being able, okay, it's nice to see that Jerry's predicted to buy, you know, uh, you know, a pre-roll and Brandon's predicted, you know, buy a flower product, mm. you know, that's fine and dainty, but being able to take that data, that information and do something with it, whether it's an email, sending an email or text to Brandon or Jerry. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah. Do you plan on, on that personalization and customization stuff? I know in, in <laughs> industries where you can advertise like paid advertising for the most part, Facebook ads, Instagram ads and stuff like that. Do you have a social media retargeting component that you can possibly do? Is that part of the game plan at all? Or is it strictly so- email and text? Uh, so yes, yeah, we, do, we do. Um, in fact, um, it's called, it's on our website, uh, you know, doppelganger marketing, but we haven't used that as quite a bit as of late. Sure. Um, we can, 
Um, but yeah, for yeah for other industries, obviously we can retarget for uh, based on what you know Brandon and Jerry have bought in the past. Obviously, yeah. you can't do it for for cannabis. So for cannabis, it's just an email, you know, email and yeah. text. But the capabilities are there whenever yeah, in the future it is allowed. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, I guess kind of ending off, uh, you know, uh, our, our, this, this, this awesome episode, um, do you have any golden nuggets for, for dispensary owners that are looking to take, you know, whatever it is to the next level and whatever you think the next level is, you know, what are you seeing in the space right now that you'd be like, Hey guys, you got, you got to get this done. You know, you're, you're really missing out. Yeah. I, I would say to this, it's just to get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right, they're so busy in their day-to-day aspect that they forget to, you know, peek up and take a look at what's out there, take a breath and take uh, see what's out there. Yeah, because if they don't do that, I can almost guarantee that their competitors are, and you know who knows that dispenser owner who fails to do that, yeah, you know, will be lost. And no one's you know too big to fail, but look at Blockbuster; they're <laughs> out of existence. Yes. Uh, Borders books, they're they're no longer in existence. Yes. Steers, they're on they're on a downward slide, right? Mm-hmm. But one company that was in a downward slide, JC Penney's, now they're back on the upswing because they have uh, implemented um, AI technologies into their into their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for dispensary owners, I, I know you're busy and it's kind of hard to uh, look at other things, but carve out some time you know, during your day, just seeing what other uh, tech platforms, anything that can help drive growth. And don't be afraid to try that. Sure, sure. Experiment a bunch of different things, you know, most of the time, you know, it may or may not work, right? But but when you find that thing, it's, it's going to compound over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. it, it is now a piece of, it's now an asset essentially that you own, right? And whether it's your platform or whatever other platform that would help the business, I, I really do think that working on the business, right? At least taking time, like you said, to, to, to figure out how we can grow the business itself versus working in the business, doing the nitty gritty would, would really, really help. And I think that that applies for, for all businesses, for, you know, your business, for my business, just any, any business that's, that's looking to grow overall. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So last question is, is, you know, uh, where can people find you if they're, they're interested in all of the wonderful things you had to say today? Yeah, thanks, Brandon. So they can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Jerry Abiog, A-B-I-O-G. I think I'm the only one uh, there. Um, you know, they can shoot me an email at Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, at standardinsights.io, uh, or, you know, they can shoot me a text, 404-272-4431. We can take them through, uh, you know, a demo. If they see value in it, we can, uh, you know, take it from there. Awesome. Well, look, uh, Jerry is really, really awesome having you on the podcast. Uh, you know, I think it's really, really insightful. Uh, we're getting a lot of AI guests on, and I think it, it's something again, you know, to kind of take dispensaries to to, to that next level. So, just want to say, you know, everyone listening, I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I'll see you on the next one. Talk to you later. Thanks, Brandon.